It's officially a week, or as I like to call it, clear immediate recovery week. Why has Arkansas lost to Auburn so much, especially over the past 10 years? We'll talk about that, as well as dive into the Razorback basketball team, get a chance to see them in an exhibition game where they get the W, some highlights from that, as well as getting into an iconic broadcaster's final, final four. We'll talk about it all on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Arkansas and Auburn right here on Sling TV. The TV you love for the price you'll love. Try it today. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. As uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I can actually wear my New York Jets jersey with pride for a second. I am a, I am a Jets fan. It's been a long time since they've been relevant, and right now they're sitting at five and two. So I figured I'd bring back out the Keyshawn Johnson Jets jersey that uh, I've had for so many years. So it's uh, just good to be able to with some sort of pride. But either way, this isn't a Jets podcast. This is a Razorbacks podcast. And I, uh, I'm gonna have Zach Blackerby on from Locked On Auburn uh, doing a crossover. Uh, probably on Thursday. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing a lot of previewing uh, of that game and everything too. But overall, I'm, I'm looking into this game and against Auburn and pretty much every Razorback fan that I've talked to or pretty much every uh, person who's with this podcast or listens to my radio, whatever it may be, I think everybody's on board and everybody agrees that they have to win this game. If they want to be able to finish out the season strong and have a good year, they have to win this game uh, because Auburn's not a good football team. They're not. They average just roughly three touchdowns a game. They don't score a lot. Uh, their defense gives up 28 points roughly a game. So you're talking about four touchdowns. Not great. Um, they are the worst team in the SEC when it comes to turnovers. They turn the ball over more than anybody. Like, this is a game you should win, especially on the road. I know it's tough, and I know they're coming off of a bye week, but they have, in some people's minds, a lame duck coach and Brian Harson, who's about to get fired. There's just no reason, no excuse to not win this game against Auburn on the road. And it's funny because, obviously, in trying to win this game, there's a lot of um, reasons to do it as far as just the numbers go. But you also need to win this game because, for whatever reason, you have not had success against Auburn. Yeah, You haven't had success against Alabama at all. Okay, makes sense. Texas A&M, there was a long streak of, of losing there, but you kind of chalked it up to just bad coaching and because you were in position to win, but you just blew the games every single time. Uh, and just none of them went your way. Kind of not, not acceptable, but still at least you can explain it. But with the Auburn one, this is just such an, an odd deal because since 2012, that was your last victory at Auburn. So you're talking about 10 years ago was your last victory at Auburn. You have only won one time, one time since that point in time. And that was at home in a quadruple overtime game uh, in Fayetteville where you needed some, some heroics at the end of the game and at the uh, in the overtime periods. 
to be able to win that one, and you just barely scraped by. That was your only win against Gus Malzahn when he was the coach at Auburn. But you had a great streak going on there where up against Auburn, pretty much every year, you you were either winning or you were right there into the mix. And so I, I take it back to just looking at it uh, at the beginning part of this century, back in 2000. You know, you lost in 2000. You weren't a great team. You lost by two points. 01 and 02, you won those games and you were getting better. 03 was a terrible, horrible, stupid game because there were some phantom holding calls that happened in that one where you lost 10 to 3 at home, where you started off the season 4 and 0. 04 and 05 were not good years for Arkansas. They had losing records both those years. And 04, Auburn was uh, an undefeated team that year, got smoked by them. And then in 06, you go on the road when they were number two in the country and you beat them. And this is kind of where it started to get you to where you had some really good luck or at least a lot of good success against Auburn for an extended period of time. The next year, though, you lose to them. I, I understand you lose to them, but that was when Houston Nutt was pretty much not knowing what the crap he was doing. They lost 9-7 to seven at home. They didn't score a single touchdown, and he lost at home to Auburn 9-7 to seven with Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis, all those guys. Yeah, good job. Uh, so you lost that game. But then the next year, Bobby's first year, you win on the road at Auburn. And the next year, you win at home against Auburn. You smoke them. And, and that was uh, Malzahn's first year. The next year, you lose to him at Auburn, but that was Cam Newton in the national championship year. And so they were just completely and totally dominant. But then in 11, you smoked him. In 2012, with John L. Smith, you beat him. Uh, I know Gene Chizik was a lame duck coach, and Auburn, I think, ended up going 2-10 and 10 that year. Just atrocious. But you still, with a team that really just didn't seem to have much motivation there with Arkansas, you went on the road and you won. But since that point, these are the scores. 2013, got smoked at home, 35-17. On the road, 2014, it was the first game of the season. You got beat 45-21. to But there was that weird uh, elevator got stuck at halftime because you were at tied at halftime. The elevator got stuck. Coaches couldn't get down there uh, to talk with the team or anything like that from the boots. And it ended up being uh, kind of a controversy. You mentioned 2015, you won. But in 2016, you had a, a great run. You were you're starting to get it all going and you know felt good about where you were at as a team. But then you go on the road and get beat 56 to 3. 56 to 3, you got smoked. And that game actually was when I was off the Brett Bielma bandwagon too. 2017, uh, you get uh, smoked in Fayetteville, 52 to 20. Uh, 2018, Chad Morris's first year, you get smoked 34 to 3. Uh, the next year at home, you get smoked 51 to 10, where you had the, the famous fake punt pass, whatever that was thing that happened in Chad Morris's year. And then in 2020, Dan Pittman's first year and then the COVID year, uh, you got screwed. You got screwed out of a win where there was the uh, that's where the clear immediate recovery thing I refer to as where Bo Nix uh, fumbled the ball. He didn't spike it. He fumbled the ball uh, because he it was a behind it was a behind uh, or a you know, a pass that he went by, right? How do you say that? When you throw a pass, I don't you know, I guess I'm just drawing a blank. But basically, it's like a lateral. You know, you, you, you throw it behind you. You don't throw it forward. You throw it behind you. A backwards pass, call it that. Uh, but, you know, you had that happen where Arkansas should have won, but they didn't. And then last year at home in Fayetteville, the one bad loss that you had uh, was against Auburn, and you lost 38-23 to at home. So, it's just been a weird thing. It's been a weird thing with Auburn as we kind of just went through a lot of the history there uh, of why you've lost to them and uh, the reasons behind it. And I think the first off, the main reason you want to talk about why you've lost so much to Auburn is because Auburn's been a better team than you in most of those cases over the past 10 years. 
arguments can be made. Obviously, with last year, you were a better team. Uh, 2020, possibly, you could say. We may have been dead even there as a team. But all the other years, Auburn was a better team than you, plain and simple. And you just uh, you just lost those games. And that's what you can chalk it up to. But a lot of the cases, too, is weird, fluky things that happened. And as we already mentioned, some of them. You know, in 2020, the 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 pass that or the the backwards pass that should have been Arkansas's ball and they should have won the game, like easily won the game. You think about it in uh, 2014. You know, the the coaches elevators on the road, and uh, you know, people say that that had an impact because in the second half it was a whole story. Uh, even thinking about going back to to 2010 against Auburn when Kim Newton was there, you had some really controversial calls, some fumbles that didn't get called that were fumbles. I think it was when, was it Michael Dyer that almost went into the end zone and the ball was clearly fumbled. I think it was Michael Dyer or maybe Terrio McCaleb, somebody like that. It was a running back for Auburn and the ball got stripped right before he hit the goal line, clear as crystal, clear as day. And they reviewed it and they still said, no, no, he was, it was, it was fine. It was down. Ended up going to touchdown. So pretty much there's always been just some weird, interesting things that have happened in a lot of these games. Now, at the end of the day, you still got to go out and win. It still has to be your team that goes out there and wins. But that doesn't mean that there can't be some other little things that are a little bit peculiar when these teams face off, and there's been a lot of those too. I have a feeling that this Saturday, because of the, the history and everything, there's probably going to be some weird things going on once again. It's going to be some fluky things going on once again. Um. I think that there's always been at least a little bit of some controversy with officiating. I think that there's a possibility that it happens this week. And I'm not trying to say that Arkansas is going to lose because of all those things. But there just is always something weird about this game. And honestly, my, my whole thought process behind it all is that if you don't beat Auburn this weekend, I don't know when you're going to beat them. Like This is the time that you have you, – you you're off a bye week, you're rested, they're not good. They turn the ball over a lot. They can't pass. Like you have, this is a matchup for you, Arkansas. So if you don't beat them this week, and I don't know when you will, if you will, but there's always weird things going on, and there's always been reasons why you've struggled against them. But hopefully, that can come to an end. That streak can come to an end officially, because folks, if you go out there and you look impressive, not talking about just winning, which would be great, but if you look impressive against Auburn then that's really going to get you that extra boost of confidence. You welcome Liberty back in, which you should win that game no matter what. And then the next two games at home, at home is key, will be the defining moment of just how you're going to finish. Because your toughest games are all at home, and that's the way you want it to be when it comes to November and some of those tough games too. So it's right around the corner, and they got to take care of business, but hopefully that losing streak against Auburn ends this weekend. Folks, I got to tell you about Simply Safe. As everyone knows, athletes rise and they fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. That's right, 40% off. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it, I love it, and I know that you'll love it too because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. I've mentioned how much I've traveled and a lot of time gone. Uh, you know, I left my living in Little Rock, so you never know. But the thing is, is I know when they're here in my house, being able to help protect me, protect my dog, Rowdy, protect all my equipment, 
knowing that if anything ever goes wrong or if there's anything suspect, they're going to alert me and they're going to be on top of it 24 7, 365, because they have professional monitoring that's going to be there all the time. When the threat's detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or you're unable to respond. That are going to make it happen. So don't miss this chance to save big when it comes to protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the uh, next segment of Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, Arkansas basketball uh, last night went up against uh, Rogers State in an exhibition game. Uh, nothing nothing too crazy there, but Arkansas was able to win 83-49. to And uh, what looked like a pretty good crowd for a Monday night exhibition game, it wasn't on TV, it was on radio. So didn't get a get a lot from that, but uh, Arkansas, you know, just from the highlights that you could watch and listening to uh, the radio broadcast there too, and listening to Eric Musselman after the uh, game, I thought it was uh, it was pretty great to kind of uh, see him in action, seeing him go up against the team. In fact, uh, here's just uh, for those of you watching, here's a quick highlight and probably the highlight. In fact, it was Sports Center top uh, with uh, Anthony Black uh, in this game last night. Anthony Black with a flush. It's a cringy call on there, whoever did that. But, uh, yeah, it was a great call uh, or great play that uh, went there and just slammed it home. And, and, you know, hopefully that's one of many highlights to come. But that was definitely the one from last night. And I was looking at the uh, the box score, and it was uh, good to see kind of get uh, some other guys involved where, you know, everyone thinks it's just going to be one player or two players. But actually the leading scorer, as crazy as it was, was Joseph Pinion. He only played uh, roughly 14 minutes in this game, had 15 points, and went four of six from three-point land. So that was great. Uh, Trevin Brazil had a really nice game, too. Played 24 minutes at 11 points, six rebounds for him, uh, only one turnover. And let's see, the other guys that stood out, you had Nick Smith Jr. Uh, didn't have a great shooting performance, went two of seven, but only played 20 minutes. Uh, did have nine points and three rebounds and two assists. Uh, Ricky Council threw in eight points as well uh, in 20 minutes. Like you had a lot of players playing in this game, so I, you know the most somebody played was Trevin Brazil with 23 minutes. So you got a lot of guys got a lot of run in there too. Anthony Black had uh, six points, five assists, as well as uh, three rebounds for him. So uh, yeah, that that I mean those types of things look good. Uh, the rebounding was incredible. I mean they had them by 20, uh, 42 to 22. So you can definitely tell the length and the uh, the size and the physicality is there a lot better than what it has been in in previous years, and that's something that they've really uh, strived to uh, work on as well. But overall, I mean, that part of it was good. Jordan Walsh even had eight points too. He he played twenty three minutes, played a good bit. Uh, but the things that did stand out as far as the negative goes, first off, for sure, the turnovers. Way, way, way too many turnovers. Uh, Sixteen of them for Arkansas. Um, Anthony Black had three. Nick Smith had two. Council had two. Barry Dunning had two. Uh, so you had uh, way too many uh, turnovers in this game. 
And also the thing that's it's it's not bothersome because we're talking about one game, but it's definitely something that cannot happen consistently. Uh, free throws as well. Arkansas went 20 of 37 from the free throw line. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You cannot do that ever. Um, uh, let's see, because you had uh, Jordan Walsh went one of six. Uh, you know, that that's that's not something you can have. Uh, you know, Jalen Graham went three of five. Anthony Black was 0 of, 0 of one. I mean, Darian Ford 0 of two. So, you know, I know that there's they're going to limit it to where not everybody is going to be playing as many minutes as you saw in this game. I don't, at least I don't wouldn't think. I think they're going to probably try to, to limit it to about eight or nine guys uh, just at the end of the day, just like we've seen uh, from different times with Eric Musselman and how he's approached it. But um, yeah, it's just you got to be able to to do better from free throw line. And honestly, three point shooting was uh, decent. You went seven of eighteen, uh, helped out by four of six for Joseph Pinion. So that was good to see. That's uh, all the shots he took, in fact, and hit some free throws. But I would love to see that pretty consistently. If you can just get to the point to where you're hitting, you know, that's, I think it's thirty nine percent from three. Uh, that's a good little mark. But yeah, you get sixty percent from the field. Like you, you shot better from the field because you shot fifty nine, almost sixty percent from the field. Then you did from free throw, which was fifty four percent. That 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 has to be that has to be fixed and has to be changed. So, but again, I, it's not like I'm they, you know, I'm looking. They're looking at things that they don't already know. Of course, like yeah, you gotta you gotta do that and you gotta take care of business and you gotta get better at it. But uh, yeah, that was that was just something that it's it's they're easy fixable things. Free throw shooting can be. Uh, adjusted and fixed uh, turnovers can be fixed, but you see the athleticism and you see the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the reasons why Arkansas has so many high expectations this year. Also, Eric Musselman got a technical in this game, which was pretty awesome uh, because it's an exhibition game and that what, what makes it so much fun. But uh, here's actually Eric Musselman talking about uh, that technical and why he got it. Mikel did a great job running the floor on that possession. And uh, he's a guy that's trying to, figure out a role and I thought we had you know we were we were on a big time momentum swing and and uh you know personally I wanted him rewarded for uh running the floor like he did and then finishing as well um but it's you know I'm in mid-season form mid-season form already so uh, hey listen Muss it's gonna be the same guy no matter what He's going to approach everything the same way. He's going to be intense the same way. So uh, just good to see that uh, he's already getting after it in the exhibition game. So off to a good start. They got Texas upcoming this Saturday, uh, which is an, also an exhibition game. We'll be on the road. I see it kind of an interesting thing, though, because uh, I actually saw Pinto on Twitter say that uh, he didn't think it was going to be on the uh, Longhorn Network anymore. And from what it looked like of all the graphics, it's gotten taken down as far as it being put on the Long uh, Longhorn Network. So that'll be a huge disappointment if people can't watch it. Um, but either way, I mean, I guess it'll still be on radio. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's it's very peculiar right now. But we'll keep you updated on that and let you know if uh, if any of that changes. But, folks, uh, I got to tell you about LinkedIn. You know, there, these days, every new potential hire feels like a high stakes wager for your uh, for your business because you never really know who you're going to be getting. You know, you want to make sure you get the best people hired and you want to make sure that they're, you're 100 percent certain about it. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. That's the most important thing. I know a lot of my friends, people that I know personally that have gone out and have tried to find new jobs, maybe try new career paths, maybe 
look for in a different area that they're trying to move to. I had a friend of mine that his wife got a really, really good job in a different city, but he needed to find something. Well, where'd he go? He went to LinkedIn to try to find the jobs. Sometimes it's just the best way to do it. And sometimes you got to be able to, uh, as a person who's hiring these people, got to be able to put it out there that you are hiring or else how are you going to know? How are you going to get the best candidates unless you let everybody know that you're hiring? That's what LinkedIn Jobs does for you. They help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I um, I saw this news, and this isn't necessarily Razorback related, but I thought it was uh, kind of a, a thing that uh, has been interesting to me over the past couple of years at least, but it was announced on ESPN or this is coming actually from the Associated Press and ESPN reported that Jim Nance, uh, the iconic voice of so many great uh, different sports-related broadcasts, known mainly for you know the Masters. Of course, he's a big in that. Uh, also, the Final Four. He's, he will be stepping away from calling the NCAA men's basketball tournament after next year and will be succeeded by Ian Eagle. Uh, he's been part of the tournament coverage since 1986, and he was a studio host, and he called his first Final Four in 1991. Uh, it will take place in, the, of course, Houston, the final Final Four for him. And it's kind of funny because uh, Nance attended the University of Houston and uh, hosted on Guy Lewis's television show there as well. He will remain the lead voice of the network's NFL coverage as long as, as well as the golf team uh, with the Masters and the PGA Championship. But uh, he's going to be moving on from college basketball. So. Just uh, unfortunate because he's kind of been synonymous with uh, with college basketball in the postseason, especially in the Final Four. So it's been something that uh, he's been a part of for a long time. And I'll, you know, I'm somebody that's going to you know miss that for sure. But you're just starting to see kind of a change of the tide, you know, with college football and Lee Corso. And, you know, as you can tell, it's, it's you know, it's winding down for him and his broadcasting there with college game day. Uh, obviously, with this thing with Jim Nance. Uh, we've seen uh, other iconic, legendary verses. I mean, Vern Lundquist was here pretty recently uh, where he retired. You know, Dickie V, he might be somebody that uh, will be retiring soon. I know he's dealt with a lot of his health, but, I mean, whew, it, it's just uh, it's sad to see a lot of these iconic, uh, you know, synonymous people with certain sports and everything just getting to the point to where it's not, you know, it's not where, not where it once was, but either way. I can't wait to hear Jim Nance call the uh, national championship in his final, final four for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great. Let's hope that actually ends up happening. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. And get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.